What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. So no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. So Vegas finally gets its uh, uh, F1 race that they've been wanting for decades. Well, they, they, they used to race there years ago. Did they? It wasn't. Uh, I believe they've had road racing there. I thought they had it at the track. No, I didn't I know they, they had actually on the had it actual in road. Vegas at some point. Let's call it in the 80s for. Oh, OK. I, I, I hope I'm not lying about that. Because my dad loved F1 at, yeah. at one point in time and, and, and Indy because we grew up so close to, to Indianapolis. Indy. 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 <laughs> No time for love, Doctor Jones. <laughs> uh, I uh, so I I anyway, thought this was the first. It's been time. a long no. It's been a long it's been a long if time. If they did, it's been it has been decades, but I believe that they did in the eighties sometimes. Some, uh, sometimes I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. Uh, now now I wonder because uh, Vegas has changed so much. Oh yeah. <laughs> since the eighties. Oh yeah. Uh. So yeah. There. It's it's. But it's been. Have you seen the clusterfuck that's been created because of them agreeing to do this? It's um. Well, I I knew it's gonna be a big damn project because every, every, that's what happens. F1 says they want to do something like that. It it costs a fuckload of money. They 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 made a building for it. I think and all kinds yeah. of shit. They're they've made stands that are blocking off. Oh, I, it's crazy there's, what's going there's, on there. There's grandstands blocking a bunch of the the attractions, but there's also something else too. Like the uh, the grandstand blocking the Bellagio fountains was built a month ago. Right. <laughs> the race is in like two weeks. Well, they're gonna have I think in front of the Bellagios where they're gonna have gonna pull the winning race car. I think. I think you're right. I think and that's so it, it's gonna go full. It's going. They're going full Vegas with this. Thing. Oh yeah, no, I, and 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 that's great. Whatever. Right. But there's other things too, like uh, the Venetian. Mm-hmm. They drained the uh, canal thing that they have, the big pond or lake or thing that they have, like the you know the gondola. Well, they have the, those are like a little rivery they, thing. Yeah. They drained that and built a grandstand over top of it. So that's gonna. Be, I mean, it's temporary, wow. but they built a yeah, it's a grandstand for Jesus. like three thousand people. So and the race. Let, let the fans. Let the race fans know what uh, what's the date of the uh, it's the seventh the the eighteenth November eighteenth. Yeah, starting at eleven p.m. for all you F one fans. It's the eighteenth. Sure? Yes, it, yes, it's the eighteenth. Okay, and I'm, uh, I'm looking. Oh yeah, and it's at yeah, like I said, 11 p.m. 11 p.m. Right? Yeah, it's Saturday night. Uh, usually it's Sunday day, but they they some of the towns, the Formula Ones, do at night, yeah. like Dubai or some shit like that, because it's you know because it looks cooler and yeah. it's Vegas and it does look cool. Yeah, at the night. sphere yeah. going yeah. around and they're doing yes, but it's gonna be the fastest anyone's ever driven down the strip ever. <laughs> And Which is not um, hard to beat when it's normally 32 miles an hour down the strip. Oh, it's it's terrible down there. But I, I'm glad I don't. You know, a lot of people are complaining about it. They're having to park. I don't know. It's one of those things. So if you're local, you hate it, I'm sure, unless you're a big well, F1 it, fan. It's not the locals that hate it because locals don't drive down the strip. That's they, true. They just don't. Yeah. You know, and, and even people that work on the strip, they don't People that go on to Vegas to now, they had no idea the Formula 1 race. They're going, what in the fuck yeah, it's, is it, wrong with this it's, town? It's like all those people for like a damn decade that went to Washington, D.C. and wanted to see the Washington Monument and it just had scaffolding around it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like every every hundred years they put scaffolding up that uh, you know they, to scrub they, it yeah and... to scrub it you could Google and see if it's if it's under construction yeah so no uh, what people are really pissed about is uh, they've already put up the sight barriers on the you know the cro- the elevated like crosswalks the walkways yes. that go over the strip yeah, I've seen that yeah they're they're covering they're... those so people aren't going to be on those watching the race no, well they can I be guess. on them because they 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 have to because there's sure. no other way to cross the street correct but they put up these barriers to the on of the viewing plat on the viewing platform so you can't see people who can't gawk you can't gawk and watch the race and I'm like man Vegas and and there's people already talking about how they they think that this the the people of Las Vegas just don't want this to happen anymore it's too much it's too much money 
even like the casinos and shit. It's just it's been too much money. It's too much disruption. Yeah, and how long? I don't know how long they really started changing. Let's say uh, the 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 traffic and starting to build scaffolding. Like how long ago did that start? Do you have any idea? Uh, about a month ago. Okay, so that means if they it's, do this every year, that means for a fucking month for two months they're gonna be doing months, this and they gotta take it, it down and, yeah. yeah yeah that's i I'm, i know that somebody has thought of this i'm obviously. sure but also i know vegas has kind of tried to pull out of the stops kind of like i explained to you like you're getting ready to go on this trip to yeah. Uh, atlanta yeah and how i told you that uh you used to for decades because i used to do it with my dad all the time where you the casinos they did not care if you parked your car and they have free parking at the casinos. You park your car and either and I, take a cab to the to the airport. I did that when I was going back and forth to Atlanta yeah. a lot when my father was sick and that kind of stuff. I, I, I got to ho- the hotel tonight and went, oh, cool. I stayed at Caesars numerous nights for like 50 bucks. Yeah. And I parked there and was gone for a week and came back and got my car. And, yeah, and, and it, was there, it was there. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say this. 2010, I left my car at a, at a, a my, or my truck at a friend's house who was living in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And she gave me a ride to the airport when because I, I I was going on a long trip I was in Ohio for like three weeks mm-hmm. and I just didn't feel comfortable leaving my truck at, you, you know what I mean like in a covered yeah, parking like for you, that long you, like kind of you kind of wonder like but at a, a week at a time absolutely maybe a week and a half yeah but three weeks was like a little it was just I just kind of didn't trust it but right, and they didn't say anything I, th- I know a lot of people probably did it but no one cared but I, I wonder how they stop it now like in other words what do they you, have paid parking. You get a ticket okay. when you go in, and then you you pay the ticket on the way out, just, just like any other like paid parking garage. I wonder how much it is per night because it's still it's gonna be it's, better. It's than comparable that. to leaving it parked at the airport. It probably it's, is it's, not it's, as good it's, though it's, because it's, is it, it, where, is the security better there or not? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah, the uh, but what I was getting at was that it, that shit all changed. It really it started to change a little before COVID, but as soon as COVID happened, and Vegas was like you know hemorrhaging money mm-hmm. because they didn't have anybody coming in. You know, any money coming yeah. in, nobody, hardly anybody coming in to gamble. Vegas is the kind of town that got triple, quadruple hammered from COVID because it's airlines. That's how you get there. Yep. Right? It's hotels. Yep. Casinos. Concerts. Restaurants. Concerts. Yep. Everything they did to make money, every single thing was shut down. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they started doing that at the, the when things were just barely starting to re- kind of open back up, like summer of 2020 or like maybe fall of 2020, and every single casino started... They installed, you know, parking meters or not meters, but the ticket machines and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Every single place started doing that. There were a handful of them that were doing that before. Like I remember the Mandalay Bay doing that, but they only did it for if you weren't staying at the hotel. And they started doing it for people that were going to concerts at the House of Blues because mm-hmm. there were people that just go to the concert, and never drop a dime in the casino, and all they did was go to the concert, and spend money in the bar, in the sure. venue, and that's it. Yeah. But um, but then everybody else started doing it, and you know, it kind of sucks. It's amazing yeah. how Vegas has changed over the decades because, as you know, you know, many years ago, long before you and I were born, I mean, Vegas was it was cheap, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they were just raping everybody from all the casino money. Yeah, well, and it, so there were cheap meals, cheap hotels. I mean, it's been it was very cheap in our lifetime. Like, because yeah. I remember like being you know, I, I moved out here what sixteen, and I can remember going up to Vegas like for like a for like like Friday after school. My dad would pick me up from school like, hey, we're going mm-hmm. to Vegas for the weekend. We'll take you home. We'll pack a bag. Get to, to, to Vegas about 6 o'clock, check into – my dad always liked staying at the Riviera because he loved blackjack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was back in the day when they had dollar tables. Right. And you would play – your minimum bet was, you know, was a dollar, and it was fucking great. You know, that's mm-hmm. where I learned how to play blackjack. I, I also learned that I'm not good at blackjack. <laughs> so we would stay at the Riviera for $35, and you get – if you – you got two 
two buff like free buffet tickets per or no four per person per day. Jesus. So you can go to the breakfast buffet and the dinner buffet for yeah. free. Yeah. And tickets. I saw the amazing Jonathan multiple yeah, yeah. times there. And uh, my dad never ever paid. We never paid for tickets to go see him. Mm-hmm. They're like they're like thirty forty dollar tickets. But if you stayed at the Riviera, you got in for free. Like so they, that was a, that was the thing to do. If you oh, lived anywhere around here, that's what people did. Absolutely. Probably. And yeah. like Circus Circus was one of the very first family oriented casinos, and you could you know let your kids run wild and ride all the rides and are unlimited. Now they don't have that anymore. Like it's it's all it's all changed. It's yeah, everything's and, expensive. Yeah. Now I I am old enough to remember when Vegas was in the transition period from uh, gambling only mm-hmm. and some entertainment to half gambling half entertainment and then the transition where it's at now is like family and then or not where it's at now but where it was for probably a decade or two where it was family family oriented entertainment and then the parents when the kids go to bed can go gamble and it, they realize that they're like that's that's more of a, a, a uh like a recession proof kind of i i uh, heard kind of uh, maybe 15 or 20 years ago or I, mem- I remember my parents even talking about that where they they kind of like steered away from the family thing and said, "We got to go back to that. That's where what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas." Yes. Pro- promo and came, then they brought all that that back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it and it it now it's it's a it's a solid mixture of of all of it, and it's become a big food like foodie mecca. So there's right. because you got it's food. Yeah, multiple they, Michelin star chefs have have restaurants in uh, in Vegas now, and now there's uh you know football, baseball's coming. You know, and all is that, that finalized? I, 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 did I they think, make that finalized for I the Oakland? I think it is. I think, yeah, okay. I think. Which is just incredible. Uh, that's So it's a different, I, I, it's I a different kind it's, of town. It's great for people that uh, that are, you know, that are like the, the Raiders moving to Las Vegas, as much as I, I really don't care that much about NFL football. I'm not that tribal. I don't either. But that was probably one of the best decision business decisions in the past 50 years. For Vegas? Yes, because of all the th- California transplants. The, you okay. have the old school... The super old school Oakland Raiders fans that are that are from before they moved to L.A. Then you have the L.A. fans that were there in the 80s and, and part of the 90s. And then you have the, the that have now live in Las Vegas because there's a huge influx of people from California that live in Las Vegas now. Mm-hmm. So it's like you already have a fan base built in. And then you have the people that maybe never lived anywhere that where they had an NFL team. And now they do. Right. And so it's just it just made the best sense to do that. And that stadium, I've only driven past it. You've been to a concert in there, and I've heard yep. from many people how fucking decadent and, and just oh, nice it's, it is. It's it's really nice. Yes, absolutely. So, so yeah, the 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 Vegas F one thing. I think it's I I've, I've I have a feeling it might end up being a giant boondoggle because they they've already fucked up a bunch of things. Like their tickets are outrageously expensive for what people would be used to to pay for a sporting event in right. in the United States. I know overseas it's completely different. Um, but I do know that the, a lot of the F1 races they have, like if you live in that town, you don't pay to get in. Right. If you live, and I know I realize that Monaco is not very big, but I know like the Monaco Grand Prix, like there's you, if you're a local resident, you don't pay to get in. Well, and plus the race own, goes through a bunch of residential buildings. You could just watch too. anyway. Yeah. yeah, you're already there. So, yeah. yeah. But I also know that enough about F1, just just enough about F1 to know that it's not really about the race. It's about it's a place to be seen. It's right. kind of like the Kentucky Derby. So um, I went to Atlanta two times earlier this year. This will be my third time, one for business and one for visiting my stepmother. And um, and both times I didn't know this because I hadn't been there in like almost or over a year or something, whatever it was. So I'm going there expecting to park in the economy parking. Uh-huh. Um, 
off, not not the deck that's there, economy part, that's long-term, and then I guess that's called long-term. Then there's economy, which is right adjacent to that area, and it's yeah. got a separate gate that you go in. It's got a little shuttle bus that goes back and forth. It's yeah, ten, it's just ten, a big lot. It's, yeah, not, a, it's the, not covered or yeah, anything like yeah, that. This it, is in Las Vegas, by the way. Yeah, right, yeah. I wish it could be uh, uh, covered, but it's not. So I found it you know, years ago. That's great. Let's go in there and get my tickets, 10 bucks a day. Not cheap, but I don't care. So, but the last when I went it went there the last time I'm going, where's the sign? I missed that. You know, where's the economy? Like, go that way, and I, I didn't see it. I'm going, I thought, am I awake? Am I listening to a podcast too closely? What the fuck? So I went around. You know, you do the passenger drop off or pick up. Drove all the way around again. Do the whole thing. I'm going. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Going. I don't see it. And I'm look over there and I go. There's nothing there. There's that's where the lot. That's was. the lot, but it's empty. What the fuck? So I'm going around the third time, I guess. So I said, I guess I'm doing long term parking in the deck. And um, holy shit! It took me forever to to find a spot in that in that place. And um, uh, it took me so long for these different laps. Like I had a time just right in the traffic and all that kind of stuff. I thought I was gonna miss the flight. I thought holy crap! So I came back and I uh, then I noticed there was an adjacent lot. They've kind of turned like a like shitty paving. There's a one that's right next to the. That's what they're using now for economy parking, but it's temporary fencing and all that. So I ca- actually called up someone in Vegas, uh, a Vegas parking. Uh, consortium <laughs> or something like that and uh, I told this woman my plight I said I'm just kind of wondering what's the story oh yeah they're doing they're, they're going to rebuild that area and I, she, I think she said it was going to be even a deck or something like it's going to be a whole lot, a whole different ball game when they're done with it kind of thing but in the meantime we have the overflow parking lot I said yeah that thing is full it's freaking full she goes yeah it's a problem I said what do I do she goes well there are off site parking areas that you can do so anyway that was that was twice I, I, I went there and experienced this. I thought this is going to be. I got to figure something else out. If I'm going to drive there, I got to figure something else out. So went online, I guess yesterday or whatever it was, and um, it turns out there are a lot of hotels that are not within a mile or two or three of the airport. They're not part of the casino nastiness downtown right. that are set up now for that. Or they've been that way for a while. I just didn't know. But you can get like a hotel and some parking. Like it's, they give you a break on the hotel a little bit if you park there. And they have a shuttle going like every thirty minutes. Sometimes it's from six a.m. to to midnight, I guess. Be able to do to do a shuttle, but I, I haven't picked one yet. But I don't know. It's one hundred and twenty bucks, something like that, for a hotel, which is not terrible. Which is not bad. You also, it, it, depending on what time your flight is, you know, it could be more convenient for you than driving up it, there. It's an earlier and flight. Then, yeah, it's an earlier yeah. flight. So it's like uh, eight, I think. Did yeah. you say that's when what's the name of the flight is tomorrow? Yeah, also? yeah, yeah. I'm I'm giving a, a friend a ride to Vegas tomorrow, and um, I will be up early. So what I'll be doing is, uh, I, I thought, screw it, I'll just I'll try to get out of work here early enough, and go up there and check into the hotel and just take Uber around. I'm not gonna get hammered, but I like to go to a nice restaurant maybe, and just maybe check out some of the mayhem a little bit, and you know, just drive around and just see what's going on. Not in my vehicle. There's no way I'm just gonna take an Uber. Or something like that. And just kind of dig- That's what I would do sometimes when I was going back and forth to Atlanta. Again, when my father was uh, sick, flying back and forth, I would stay there the night before because I had early flights. And I didn't feel like getting up at 4 a.m. and then driving across the desert for two hours, an hour and a half, whatever it was. And uh, anyway, so that's my answer for this go around. I'm going to see how that goes and do a uh, uh, park the truck, leave it there, take a shuttle. And then when I arrive back, it's going to be like Thursday night, which is the. Thursday pra- before, pr- yeah, yeah, practice night of Formula One, or I'm, or it might be, it might be, uh, yeah, practice, and then Friday is qualifying, and then Saturday is the race. So, my idea is when I land there, it's gonna be during middle of, not quite practice starting, but it's somewhere close. I'm, it's gonna be interesting to see how crowded the airport is, with people coming in for the race, 
and all I want to do is be able to get an Uber or that shuttle. Hopefully they'll have that. I can ride the shuttle thing. It's going to be like eight or nine o'clock at night, driving back to Kingman on Thursday night. Is that a fascinating story? People are. Just, yeah, like I. Who needs the calm app to calm down and go to sleep when right. you can just listen to Paul? The point is, the whole <laughs> idea is that's my plan to park there. I'm going to see how it goes, and if I'll just do that from now on, maybe if the parking is shitty. You know, and Vegas is getting more crowded. It's like no one's slowing down on their traveling to Vegas and all that other kind of money. It's not right. really slowing down right now. People say the economy is shitty. I get it. Inflation's a problem. But people are traveling, man, You know, and they're spending money on crazy stuff still right now. So if you can't just park easily, it's like, fuck it. I'll just park in a hotel and not worry about the, you know, I'm saying driving around, oh, my God, where's the spot? Where's the spot? Boom. Now you park there. You grab your bag. You know, now you got to get the shuttle. You know what I'm saying? It's a fast yeah, pace. You can't fuck it up kind of thing. I always tell people I don't I don't hate flying. I hate everything from and yep. like the, just before and after the flight. Like I just it I just hate it cuz I've I've also never lived close enough to a a big airport to where it wasn't always a huge pain in the ass to to fly. So like you know, hour and a half to Vegas back in the older days, you know, it was like it was 2 hours to Vegas. Right. Um and for uh, shit, how many decades I've been flying cross country? I've had somebody living, somebody, uh, a family member living near a flight away since I was seven years old. So and yeah. I'm 42. So a long time I've been f- flying cross country, and it was never like the Columbus is an hour and a half from from Troy. Nobody flies out of the Dayton airport. Every once in a while, my dad was able to get like a real cheap flight from Dayton. To like, say an hour and a half. That's like from here to Vegas. Same. That's yeah, like from here to time. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and subject to way more traffic because yeah. it's 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 Dayton metro area w- traffic, and then you have like thirty miles of farmland on I seventy, and then you get into Columbus metro traffic. So any time like, of the day, this is not bad here because you're going across no, the no, desert. No, 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 not at all. And the sun yeah. could be coming up if it's early. And yeah. so it's kind of pretty. And put it this way, it's eighty. It's eighty one miles. It's okay. 81 miles from Troy to the, from Troy, Ohio, in to the Columbus Airport. Yeah, it's about and 100 it's an, from it's here. An hour and a half to get there. Yeah, at least. So and and uh, so and Dayton. Every only a handful of times we've ever flown out of Dayton, which was awesome. There was one time I had a nonstop flight from Dayton, Ohio, to Las Vegas, and I I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like to fly like a chartered flight. Because it, yeah, it was airports, a charter flight, basically, they, right? They, it, it's what it felt kind like. Of. Well, what, what airline it was? It was like Continental or something. It was a, they, I mean, it was a major airline. So they, they don't still, go from Dayton anymore? They, to, it's it's just not as popular of a run. I think it was and, – and I mean, it, they do exist. It's just really expensive. Okay. Because uh, it's a, it's an international airport, but it's a it's a small one. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Dayton airport is like not even 10 miles from my mom's house. Like it's, it, That's like, nice. If, if I could choose to, I would fly into the Dayton airport to go back there to visit. But as it is, it's just – it's a, a – it's probably 75% cheaper, if not more, to fly to Cincinnati and drive the hour mm-hmm. or so up to, to Troy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, you also – oh, that's another thing. There used to be big uh, airline subsidies or that the, oh, the right. state, yeah. state of Nevada would pay to get people – get to that Midwestern Vegas, money yeah. and, and Northeast money and get oh, them yeah. up north, and it would just bring them in. And so it was real cheap for the longest time. And that went about well, that went away probably in the late '90s, early 2000s, very early 2000s, mm-hmm. probably after 9/11, because that changed. I know that added all sorts of costs to to your your plane tickets and whatnot. It'd be really interesting to know what the breakdown is now, like the percentage of profit that comes from gambling. Well, profit gambling is very high profit margin, obviously, but they're you know they have fantastic hotels and 
they're leasing out expensive places for the restaurants and stores. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a yeah. huge amount of money. And then they have the entertainment, of course. The big venues have these big stars that come through and park there for several months doing their – or for a year or more. I mean, some stars are there for years, aren't they? Oh, Playing? yeah. Like, Elton John did a two-year residency. I think I think Celine Dion was, like, 10 years or something. Yeah. Maybe maybe five years. I don't know. Um and who's there right now? There's somebody there. Adele. Who? Adele's right there. Oh, she's uh, is, there. She has a residency right now. So who was the guy that was lived in Las Vegas? Who was just there? Had a, has a plane in his fucking mansion that's right next to. He's been there. Uh, Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. Wayne yes. Newton didn't have a plane at his mansion, but his mansion was a, is across the. It's essentially across the street from the airport. There is a Shenandoah is what it's called, by the way. There, there is a plane on his property. Oh, okay. I'm telling you right oh, now. Maybe, a, oh, okay. Right on. And I'm sure they just taxed it and then t- they towed it over there or something. I'm 99% sure there's a plane on the edge of his property that he moved over there. It's part of, I don't know if it's a plane he ever used. I don't really know. Who knows? I'm pretty sure Fucking that. Wayne Newton. Anyway, that's. Have you ever seen him? Have you ever, you ever seen no. him live? I've seen him twice. Wow. Puts on a great show. Now, when he was younger stuff, he was like, it's like a female voice, like a super high voice or something like that. Uh, yeah, he has a falsetto. He doesn't sing everything in falsetto, but he's kind of like like Frankie Valli, kind of, or like Is the Bee Gees. Is he dead? I think he's still alive. He's not performing anymore, right? I don't think he's performing anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know that for sure. I know that I don't, I, I wouldn't pay to go see him. No. Like, I think my dad was like, ah, you want to go see Wayne Newton? And I'm like, you know what? Let's go just because it would be funny. Because you have to. And yeah, if you're going to have the he opportunity. Is, he is a multi-instrumentalist, though. Like, in his prime, I think he played, like, 16 instruments or something, which I saw him perform with guitar, bass guitar, upright bass, flute, oboe, saxophone, Jesus. fucking drums. Like, he just cycled through on different songs and played different instruments. It was it was pretty incredible. So, like, um... Isn't there a, a, a li- the gay guy with all the jewelry, they had the big fucking mean coats, Liberace? Liberace, there we Isn't go. Isn't there a Liberace Museum in Vegas? Yes, also? there is. Did he? Was he? Was it's he a, in it's in Henderson actually. Was he a resident there also? I think so. If not, he should have been. Yeah. I I think he I think he did. I I, I am not I'm not a hundred percent positive. One ha, way have or the other you on seen him. all how big his rings and shit are? Yes. You, when he's playing piano, yeah. that's pretty insane. Fucking stuff. Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> I I always go back to like I, I around the time it was it was probably a year before I moved out here but I'd watched it so many times you know keep in mind I was a teenager right mm-hmm. and uh, because my dad lived so close to Las Vegas and I'd flown into Las Vegas many many times stayed there the night before so my dad would do that like we would instead of him driving all the way up uh, to Vegas to pick me up and then drive all the way home when I would fly out here to visit him, mm-hmm. we would stay overnight when he would pick me up. Whether it was I got in at 7 a.m. Or, or 8 o'clock at night, it didn't matter. He just tried to make like a like an overnight thing out of it. Well, when Vegas Vacation came out, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I came s- weirdly obsessed with that movie because like and because my friends would ask me like hey is, is that really what vegas is like i'm like absolutely man well you can you would recognize yeah. all that that's why you're obsessed with yeah it. it's like it's right there it, absolutely i mean it was all filmed in and around vegas, and and i still will watch it maybe once a year just to, for the chuckle factor isn't that what tom and, valentine worked on yes okay yes he did and in fact, he he worked on the sets for like the hoover dam scenes right that's right the, where can i get some damn bait like this is like I'm your damn tour guy. This is the Hoover Dam tour. Like that, that fuck. <laughs> that, it that just thing. slays me every time. The, um, the kid uh, Rusty, mm-hmm. where he gets a fake idea from the guy on the street, and he just holds up this big placard and says, "His name is Nick Papa Giorgio from Yuma. He's a software engineer." Like it just, <laughs> I will never forget that shit. But like, 
but also, like, I remember my dad taking me down to Fremont Street when it um, they had just closed it down to from, only from foot traffic. Traffic, yeah. And he's like, "Do you remember that, that was I, a great move, by the way, on their part?" I think so smart. Yeah, uh, that the U two filmed a video, a music video, and I can't remember what I can't remember what video it was. My dad was like, "You know the U two video?" Blah blah. I'm like, "Yeah, this is where it is." And I'm like, "Oh shit, okay." And we're just walking around Fremont Street. Like, I have so many great memories of Las Vegas. Like, I just absolutely love it. But I also love how fucking ridiculous and over the top it is. It is. It's it's, it's just crazy. It, it's it's the it's it, it it really is just such a cool fucking town. And <clears throat> and even like the mafia history and then Kingman's ties to that that stuff and mm-hmm. the money laundering like fronts for businesses that were never oh, yeah. very, never very busy that the locals just kind of looked the other way. Like this, in the, like the, like in the forties, fifties, and up into the sixties, there were like storefronts in Kingman that no none of the locals ever shopped at. And they don't know how they stayed in business, but they stayed in business because of money laundering. The yeah. Laundering money it was like the nearest. It was across state lines, so yeah. like you're you have to go through more red tape to investigate it. It just became it just became a haven for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just I've it's all Vegas has always just kind of fascinated me. And but there's still things in Vegas that like. I've been around it for almost thirty years. I, I've I've never been to like never been to the Atomic Bomb Museum. Neither have I. I've never been to the um uh you know, Las Vegas is Spanish for the meadows, mm-hmm. right? So there's the prairie or the springs something warm springs preserve, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Is the original water source for the town. Okay. I've never been there before. Like I, I, I've never I, been I, to like, most things there. Like you and I have been shopping there before. That's what I would do like clothes. I one year went clothes shopping there and bought some stuff. But then, then again, I, I've never been to. Have I been to a? Con- no, I've been to a couple comedy shows there, and then uh, see, I've out, done that like a bunch of those. Yeah, and I've been, then, to, been to the Stratosphere and did the, did the rides on the Stratosphere, which changed my DNA. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then again, restaurants. We we go there. We've been going there the last couple few years on uh, New Year's Day, Christmas uh, Day, Christmas, Christmas Day. Yeah, Christmas Day. That's right. Yeah, go to go to Fogo de Chao. Yep. Eat our weight in fucking meat. prime fucking meat, and then go over the Hofbrau House and it just kind of been happening. Yeah, I don't. I think the last time, I don't even think I caught a buzz. I think I had five liters of beer, and I didn't even have a buzz because we had so much fucking meat in my system. It I was, just couldn't. It was great. Yeah, it's great, and I think we should do it again this year. But I don't really. I don't gamble. So, and I had a a couple different girlfriends that came to other conventions they had to go to in Vegas. So I'd go up there and visit them and stay with them for a couple of days and that kind of stuff. Oh, we went to SEMA. We went which to was, SEMA, that's which, right. I mean, that was a cool experience. I'm glad we could say that we went to SEMA. Yeah. But I am really glad that we went to the Hofbrau House for like 10 hours the next that the, that afternoon. <laughs> and two meals. Two meals. We people, were there people, so long, folks. People listened to us that just we ate lunch and then just kept drinking and said, hey, it's not that many hours to dinner. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I could eat. Let's, let's, this, this, <laughs> I hear this. Uh, I know a really good German restaurant that we're currently sitting in that we just finished lunch. Well, Six we, we, hours we, we, we ago, let's just, do it. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah no, we, we were there a long we're time. We're trying to justify, all right, we're gonna, let's not go back yet. Where are we going to go get dinner? I mean, we did talk about it. We thought, why not just stay just here? Just stay here. It's easy. We're already parked. And for you, you <laughs> hadn't been there before, and you never you hadn't had food like that since you were in Germany. It's been, a, you know, I'm like, this is great beer, and <clears> they got good food, and get spanked. It's great. Yes, there is that. <laughs> um, so... The Formula One race is happening, so stay away from. Vegas. Yeah, just stay away from Vegas for the next like two months. Just stay right. away because they're going to be like you said. They're going to have to. The race will be over. They're going to be tearing it all down. Oh my god, I'm sure it'll take less time to tear it down than put it together. I'm hoping, uh, but they did other stuff like the, all the trees. Yeah, that growing in the median, they chopped them down. Oh shit! 
Well, they're probably chopped gonna, down. They're probably gonna, are they going to put those back? Or not they're those cho- ones? <laughs> not those ones. Not those. I knew what same you meant, three. but it's just the way you phrased it was funny. I was like, I, I mean, they could put them back, but I don't think they're going to grow. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I, I'm not a. I'm not like, a. I'm plant, not a plant, you know, plantologist, botanist. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> not how it works. <laughs> it, um, but I, yeah, are they going to? And, and the real question is going to be: Are they going to do it? I'm sure they have a lot of meetings afterwards. And decide they're going to do it again. Let's talk about our successes and our failures. Like the failures will be, that'll be a whole meeting just to itself. And they'll say, yeah, but we brought in $8 billion and we're going to be, they should say, here's what we're going to do with the tax money. We're going to do this, whatever this would be. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, is it going to, is it going to bring in that many people? Remember they had the first tickets were like, you know, the cheapest tickets you could buy to watch the race anywhere was like $1,200. Yes. And I went, okay, I'm willing to spend money, but not that kind of money, not Taylor Swift money. Right, <laughs> I'm not gonna right. Do, I'm not going to do that again. Um, so I went, uh, that's Formula 1, I love Formula 1, but if I can't get really cool tickets and be closer to the cars, and then I, I did call someone that I thought would be able to help me a little bit just to get in a cool place, and that didn't work yeah. out. That didn't work no. out. So I, I didn't, not a hotel person, but a, a racing kind of uh, yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. And like, don't even bother. It's fucking ridiculous, you know, unless you're really, really... The, ho- the hotel rooms, even like the low rent, like the Motel Six, that's just barely off the strip. Yeah, which I'm I'm not ashamed to say I've stayed at there a dozen times because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, their cheapest room, like I've never seen it more than a hundred dollars to to stay at that Motel Six. Mm-hmm. Even I had a hotel room there for New Year's, like the like the like December thirty first and the first, mm-hmm. and maybe the second, thirtieth, thirty first, and the first, right? I had two nights stay, three nights stay, whatever, and I and, and I think that that bill was not even that wasn't even two hundred dollars. Okay, the cheapest room, if you can get it, <clears throat> as of a couple weeks ago, they might be sold out now. Was five like five seventy five at a fucking Motel Six. Yeah. Now here's the thing, I'd be willing to bet that next weekend or whenever weekend after next. Um, I bet you they're going to have a lot of vacancies, and they're not. The hotels aren't going to pull in as much money as they thought because they hyperinflated the prices too. Well, too early. and and the people tickets, are like, "Fuck you!" The actual tickets themselves have dropped a lot too. Because I, I think they? I think I actually saw Formula One tickets you can get now for like two hundred and fifty bucks or oh, something wow. like that. And I really thought about. It. I thought, no, fuck. I, I don't go to Vegas a lot anyway. It's not like a, oh, this is really awesome. I'm a Vegas kind of. I'm not a Vegas kind of person. Right. You know, I'm just. You know, it's there. I'm a Vegas person because they have decent shopping. They right. have uh, incredible food, which is it's a it's a very you know obviously it's a huge melting pot of culture. So any basically any kind of cuisine from around the yeah. world you can get there, and it's made by people from that country. And there's great food way off the strip. That's where you have to go, and that's a key. Like yeah. I, you can spend a lot of money on the strip. I haven't shit loads of money. On I haven't the strip. been down like I think the last time I even set foot on the strip uh, was for a concert. But it was just because I didn't. Even, it was I, it, the concert was at the Brooklyn Bowl. I don't know if you're familiar with where that's at. So the the uh, kind of promenade kind of shop mm-hmm. area that's right at the base. The beginning of it is right at the base of the the big Ferris wheel, mm-hmm. the high roller. So at the other end of that 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 promenade, at the other end, the opposite end of that road, it used to be just a service alleyway. I remember that service alleyway, and then they turned it into something badass. I I think we after the concert we got some beers to go. And walked out and just like walked maybe a half a block up the strip and I'm like this is fu- this sucks mm-hmm. like it smells like a mixture of gasoline and puke and it's just <laughs> not it's I don't I don't want to be here and then we just walked walked back to the car and 
drove home. What, like, what it's, it's yeah. the strip does not it doesn't entice me at all. What is the um, is the Bellagio the one that has the Chihuly, all the glass and the Chihuly? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So my stepmother and uh, was she there by herself at the time? And one of her friends, this is she came to visit to Vegas for some reason with a friend of hers after my after my father passed away. So I drove up there and met them to hang out and have lunch or dinner or something like that. And so they said, oh, we'll be in the bar, this one bar area at the Bellagio. Okay, cool. So I, w- I walk up there. You know, I finally find her. I see her from a distance. Oh, and she kind of waves. And she didn't even say hi or give me a hug. Or She did moments later, but she goes, we're not staying here to have another drink. <laughs> That's what she looked at me. And I went, okay. I knew, had, you know, like what's, like it was either, either really shitty service or something else. I went, what's wrong? She goes, and it's, she's got plenty of money, obviously, but she was like, like her martini, she said, it's really a good martini, Paul, I got to say, but it was like, you know, $22 <laughs> or something. This yeah. was, of course, 15 years ago or whatever yeah. it was or whatever, you know. And I went, all right, and which is expensive. And this is, I'm sure it's at least that now. Oh, oh I'm sure. At there. But I went, all right. And I said, and she was really bothered by this. But I said, I want to at least, I'm going to sit down and get a, a drink. I will buy the drinks. So um, we did that. And, and she said, well, where can we go? And I said, I, if we're going to be walking on the strip, Alice, I don't, I don't have an idea of where to get like super cheap drinks on the. Yeah, they just unless we're pulling the fucking one arm bandit and they walk around with the shittiest cocktails, right. to keep you going. That's that's a. And so I, I don't know. Maybe there's a thought on that you would have, but that's that she was in shock how much it was because she used to she was a flight attendant for Delta and years ago she would fly to Vegas on trips like in the seventies and stuff uh-huh. like that. She remembers how cheap things were. In Vegas, it's a whole different ball game now. Yeah, obviously. completely. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh my God, I'm not paying this for a martini." And um, if you, uh, they considered uh, for the longest time, they might still do it, but they for the longest time, flight attendants, no matter what airline, if you were in Las Vegas and you had at a stopover, you had like 12 hours or something mm-hmm. off or whatever, uh, flight attendants could show their their ID, their flight like flight attendant like their badge, mm-hmm. and a lot of times you would get comps everything. Yeah, because you're part of the crew that's bringing people in. Yeah, you're part to of that whole money. whole and, thing. Yeah. And the casinos took care of you because my dad dated a couple of flight attendants actually, one in Las Vegas and one uh, down in Phoenix, and that was a it was a big perk, a right. big like a big perk. And you could obviously obviously you could take advantage of it, I'm sure. Sure. But it didn't matter. Like even if you were on one flight, if you're a, uh, the whole flight crew is let's say four people on a smaller plane, right? Mm-hmm. Flight crews f- flight crew is four people, but you brought two hundred people into Las Vegas. Oh, Vegas yeah. is still making out okay. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not they're not hurting. Yeah, Vegas is not hurting. Look at the two billion dollar or whatever it is sphere, for example. That thing is I, it's I can't crazy. Wait to go to a concert there. Yeah, like I I just I I, I and I looked at tickets a few maybe a couple months ago. I looked at tickets to see U two because I like them and I've seen them in live. Their their live shows incredible and would be even more incredible there. But they're like the cheap seats were like three seventy five or something like that. I'm like, there's no, I'm not paying festival pricing for one band who's only going to play for ninety minutes. It, it has to be like I was watching some of the video from the inside when, when they were playing, and and there's all this shit going on the inside too with all the yeah. different lights and stuff, and smoke and stuff and, and weird stuff on the on the on the stage floor. It's, and I'm I'm thinking, I'll bet you they had to really practice for this because. And not look at too much what's going on because it'd be a hard time walking. It'd be so disorienting. I yeah. think when you're just walking around with your guitar, you're probably looking at certain. I bet there's certain places they're looking 
designed that way so you don't just kind of fall, fall over. Off, yeah, fall <laughs> off the stage. Yeah, and all this other kind of shit. Yeah, it's got to be very difficult to play. Well, in. and I've heard uh, from firsthand accounts from people that it's disorienting mm-hmm. to sit in the crowd. Like there's certain they they say don't buy tickets in these certain areas if you have any any form of uh, Vert- uh, vertigo, uh, vertigo or, or yeah. anything like that. Motion sickness, or yeah, if you're if you're prone to motion sickness, like just don't do it because you will be miserable. Yeah, and you know, like I, I was like, man, I kind of want to eat some mushrooms, and so we have a, that's a bad idea. There, I'm there's sure. a lot you can look it up. A lot you you do as a channel from sponsored by some like NetJets or something like that, but you can watch a 24 live feed of the oh. sphere, and so I leave it on now in the morning, and the crew gets uh, crew gets uh, here, I turn it on. And uh, and so you can you know the sun's coming up you can see it and usually they have that big sm- smiley emoji you know the yellow yeah. emoji and it's yeah. different expressions and stuff like that and you can see it you know its eyeballs are kind of looking up occasionally like like it's looking at a plane and shit like that so it's gonna be hilarious if they have because right the Formula One track a part is going right by that area yeah I'm sure they've got some special things whipped oh, up for sure. the race I'm sure yeah. it's gonna be watching watching the cars go by with its eyeballs looking at the car speeding by and all the ridiculous stuff that that sphere is. There's so many cool things that do, like it, during during the eclipse they did special things with uh-huh. that and then Halloween they had it looked like the moon but if you look at the craters they're actually skulls and there were black clouds floating up and bats that were flying around and it was really really cool. You could really get creative. Like how how much fun would that job be? Right. Being the person that just like oh you know what sounds good oh let's do bats and skull craters on the moon. And they probably do have it but if they don't they should have like a contest like hey the best idea this month is going to be and we'll put your name up there and it'll be this cool thing like that would have, be really cool. I like have a concept of what you want to see on the sphere. Something like that. It's it's Alice my stepmother hated it initially cuz I I took a, I was landed at night earlier this year and I got to see it and I took a picture of it out there. And he goes what's that? I said that's the sphere just kind of started getting lit up. He goes oh god I don't know if I like that at all and then she she kind of was bad mouthing it, but then she saw like a special, some kind of a documentary on the sphere, and she, she, then she said, totally, totally changed her mind. Yeah, she said, some famous, you know, architect came up with it and doing all these really cool things there. And that's the other thing I haven't been to the what's that called, the Smith Center or something in Vegas? The, the that that's what, uh, yeah, that's the, where they do the, the, the where the is that right? The Smith Center. Yeah, they do. It's a fine arts uh, venue. It's I haven't a, been there. I haven't been to other music. There, there's a lot of shit in Vegas I haven't done. But again, but not normal Vegas things. Yeah, it's I could not give the, a shit about gambling. Right. I just don't care at all. I, I also don't like I. What I liked about Vegas, and I, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s now, so I've dialed it way back. But in my 20s, mm-hmm. I 20s and early 30s, I would always say like I don't gamble. I work too hard for my money. Right. And I'm not going to piss it away. Like I'm just not going to do that now. Penny slots. If I'm looking to catch a buzz and I want to kill some time with you know, like I, I actually used to go to Laughlin a lot with uh, this one girlfriend of mine. <clears throat> and it was just a cheap way to drink. Mm-hmm. And then you rack up some points, and then you get comped like a seafood buffet. That's right. great. So what I'd sp- I spent $20, call it $40, if you could say $20 in gas there and back, 20 bucks into a penny slot machine, and what did I get? Drunk mm-hmm. and uh, a comped $30 meal. Right. Perfect. That's so great. It's about a yeah. But otherwise, break even, yeah. Yeah, otherwise, I never really gave a shit about gambling. I just really don't mm-hmm. care. And I'm not good at table games that are – more fun than you know than than just the one arm bandit shit. And it's good but that I, you're not. It's good that I, I'm not either because I would not be. I, I, you, these guys that have addiction problems with gambling, they can't stop thinking about. They it. They can't. Yeah, it's a it's it's an intrusive thought slicing through every every particle of their brain. Yeah. But uh, I like I like Nevada in general, but also but Vegas because they don't tell you when to stop drinking. Right. It's like it's not. I'm I'm having fun, especially the, all those years I work night shift. 
Mm-hmm. I'm having fun. I'm just getting going at midnight. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I like that. I I like the nightlife. Like that's that that's <laughs> I like basic, to boogie. I like to boogie. That's I that's <laughs> it's just fun. It is. And, you could walk you know when you could walk into any mainly on the street. I'm sure that some places close down on the perimeter of Vegas, I guess. Or do they not? Really? Oh yeah, no, there there, there are like there's there's I've been in neighborhood bars that had last call at like two AM okay. or something like that. But normally and, you go but, into Vegas, you know you can walk in there and get a freaking yeah. martini. Yeah. Four in the morning. Yes. Five in the morning. Yep. You know, whatever you're doing. My one of my favorite things to do uh for years, in fact it's one of the only things that I'll still do on the strip if the occasion presents itself, is uh the Margaritaville on the strip. I forget what casino it's attached to. Which I'm not. I'm, I'm a Jimmy. Obviously, I'm a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. I've talked about it. I think before. I've been there. It's what's cool about it is that the patio uh, seating is overlooks the strip, and it's like about seven or eight feet above the sidewalk. Oh yeah, I have and been there. Yeah, I've gone in there before at like six a.m. Either at the tail end of the night, or like I had. I don't know. Like there, there are times where I'd gone up there um, to meet up with friends, and I was still kind of on a night shift schedule. Mm-hmm. And they weren't going to get there until like ten or eleven o'clock, but I just couldn't sleep. I'm up at four a.m., so I just drive, drive up there, and then I would park my car at the hotel, whatever, take a taxi, or or if, sometimes I would stay at a hotel on the strip because it, sometimes it was cheap, middle of the week. And at six a.m., uh, they they go back to like a, a super like from six a.m. to like ten a.m. at Margaritaville. It's dollar beers and dollar margaritas and dollar daiquiris. Jesus. And it's for the service industry people when they get yeah, off yeah, work. Yeah. That's okay. that's all it, it's geared toward. And but also like for people like me who are just like just night owls, like or mm-hmm. like I, you know, work a weird shift and your brain's no, all fucked up. It was usually up, so. crowded or not too bad. Well, n- at that time, no, it was yeah. never never really crowded. I never saw more than if the pat- let's say the patio could seat thirty people. I never saw it more than fifty percent capacity. Mm-hmm. But it was people that are still in kind of uniform or they're still wearing their badges. Sure. They, were, they were they were blackjack dealers, bartenders, whatnot. Before they went home, right? But what you got to do was people watch, and it was the people who've been partying all night <laughs> long that are walking back at the break of day at six a.m. The girls are carrying their heels, carrying, carrying their heels, carrying their heels, heels walking barefoot on the filthiest sidewalk of all time, oh which God. is the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, and just you could tell that they were like real dressed up and cute, and they looked say they looked so hot before the mm-hmm. you know ten hours before when they got to the club, and now they just all look you know because there's always the one in the group that's been crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And yeah. then you have the one ringleader, who's the pseudo responsible one, and this goes. This goes for groups of dudes too, because they they just have a different look about them. Yes, just as disheveled. Oh yeah. Uh, usually one or two in a group of at least if there's fi- a group of five, one of the guys has got is being drugged back and barely walking. Right. And being helped by one of his friends, and we've all been that friend. Yeah. Uh, a um, lot, a lot of babysitting going on at that. A lot of babysitting, but it's it was really like it was just, I just loved watching it, and I uh, it's. I don't know. It's Margaritaville. I mean, who wants? Who doesn't want a margarita at seven o'clock in the morning? No. So one more uh, uh, comment about the Formula One race again. It's going to be not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Yeah, the eighteenth. So the rumors or people are talking about having overflow from a lot of um, from a lot of private jets because Formula One is a hugely international, yeah, major international event. And there's a lot of super wealthy people, millionaires and billionaires, that come to all these events with their freaking private jets, period, end of story. And they say, whoever the heck they are, there's not enough room, ramp space to park all these things. 
at Vegas or at Henderson or Boulder City or wherever the heck they're going. And there's going to people say there's going to be overflow in Kingman and uh, Laughlin Airport. So it's very possible that, you know, not this week, but next week you'll see more light jet traffic flying over Kingman and which would be kind of cool. I, I hope you get nosy about it and. Kind check see who it, it is. Yeah, yeah, see if there's any branded uh, uh, jets or anything. Some usually they're not the people that are really super wealthy and right. they, they have private corporations that don't even match the corporations that they work with. Right. So no one even knows. That, that's that's how they kind of get around the you know people following them and seeing what what the fuck's happening. So anyway, it would be interesting to see. I would love to see some really cool late model private jets parked out here and yeah. just kind of check it out, be nosy, that kind of thing. Just maybe take your business cards down there and put them on the windshield or something and i want to talk to some of the pilots you know people yeah. that manage the jets and, and be out there and go yeah we just this is what we do here some of them might not even care about formula one they go oh check out your shop i like composites that would be kind of cool it's very possible so you just come here and have some cocktails with sure. pilots <laughs> look, look down here hey, we, we park our jet here i don't think it'll fit in there that'd be kind of cool if it, some of the smaller ones would fit oh yeah actually that'd be kind of cool i would love to see a big like a like a Oh, that would be kind of cool. Actually, right now they can't. Doi, with all the yeah. construction going on out there. Yeah, they're like, hey, you got four-wheel drive on that thing. <laughs> all right, you want to take a break? Let's do that. All right, we'll be back. Yeah, bitch, I said what I said. I'd rather be famous instead. I let all that get to my head. I don't care, I paint the town red. I put good dick all in my kidneys This smart gel don't come with no jealousy My illness don't come with no remedy I am so much fun without Hennessy They just want my love and my energy You can't talk no shit without penalties Bitch, I'm in your shit if you suffer me I'm going to glow up one more time, trust me I have magical foresight You gon' see me sleeping in courtside You gon' see me eating ten more times, ugh You can't take that bitch nowhere, ugh I look better with no hair, ugh Ain't no sign I can't smoke hair, ugh yeah. Give me the chance and I'll yeah. go there Bitch, I said what I said I'd rather be famous instead I let all that get to my head I don't care, I paint the town red Bitch, I said what I said I'd rather be famous instead I let all that get to my head I don't care, I paint the town red mm, she the devil She bad little bitch, she rebel I don't need a new fan cause my boo like it I don't need to wear a wig to make you like it 
I'm a two-time bitch, you ain't knew I'd win Throw a shot like you're tryna have a foot fight then All my ops waiting for me to be you, I bet Said, I got drive, I don't need a car Money really all that we fiending for I'm doing things they ain't seen before Bands ain't dumb, but extreme is sore I'm a demon lord, fall off what I ain't seen the horse Call your bluff, better cite the source Fame ain't something that I need no more Cause bitch, I said what I said I'd rather be famous instead I let all that get to my head I don't care, I paint the town red Bitch, I said what I said I'd rather be famous instead I let all that get to my head I don't care, I paint the town red She a bad little bitch, she a rebel, she be a fool To the pedal, it'll take a whole lot for me to settle mm-hmm. She a devil, she a bad little bitch, she a rebel, she be a fool To the pedal, it'll take a whole lot for me to settle just a few more minutes here we're gonna jonah had a very long break conversation about a lot of semi-serious topics which we're not going to talk about right now <laughs> yeah so there very, very com- uh, confidential type stuff so if you guys really want to hear what we talk about before the show and during the breaks you gotta kind of show up here you gotta show up and hang out and sign a non-disclosure agreement and, exactly. or 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 a, bring us good f- like sweets right oh uh, in lieu that. of an nda Ooh, Ooh, sweet. We could we could be bribed. Yeah. Especially if it's fresh baked. Oh yeah. Fresh baked goods. Fresh baked anything. The cartoon casual bakery. <laughs> it's like <laughs> food so good it'll make your pants fly off. Or some <laughs> some something like that. All right, Paul. Uh, what uh Oh, so I was uh doing stuff today and uh <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> one of us did something today. And I was flipping around on you know how Netflix it says, Oh, just new releases yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. And it comes up, and the full screen comes up, and it says Sly. And it's Sylvester Stallone. I'm going, that's interesting. What is that? Oh, it's a brand new documentary. All right. Okay. So I'm not really into Sylvester Stallone as far as an actor goes and that kind of stuff. But I did like, and we've talked about this before. My parents were separated and got divorced. Um, Right around the time. Was it Rocky? Yeah. The first Rocky movie. 1976. It's when it came out. I believe it was the Bicentennial. Remember, it was the Bicentennial. Bicentennial, yeah. Yeah, so that's when it came out. And so I would have been 13. 12 or 13. And going through a rough time as a teenager already having a rough time because anybody from 12 to like 15 is rough. Right. So I um, I would lie to my mother, and uh, which is great. <laughs> so, But I, I would be – it was playing at this mall or a couple malls. I, I would find out, look in the newspaper. They had – Oh, I remember those. Those who don't know what a newspaper days. is. It's yeah. A, it's a – it's their thin pieces of paper. It, it's kind of like a blog, but on paper. <laughs> right. Big big pieces of paper. Big paper. Right. Paper that you would use to mask your car. Never mind, kids. Masking your car to paint it. I don't want to go down there. <laughs> or clean do? windows. Clean windows with that kind of stuff. Anyway, so see what, where it was playing, and I would I would tell my mother. I wonder if she thought I was doing. It's just odd because one of the mall was kind of, kind of far away. Hey, we're meeting at this uh, mall. We're going to hang out at the mall uh, during the afternoon. It's like a Saturday afternoon. And it would be wherever Rocky was playing. And I watched that fucking movie. I love that movie. It it really, it carried me through. Again, I was 12 or 13, right around that area. But it was it was my big babysitter during the week. And I never went and got in trouble. I always went there by myself, got a few dollars from her, and probably got some milk duds and a soda and sat there by myself in the theater. 
I can't tell you how many times. And it got me through because it was it was uh, hopeful at the end. You know what yeah, I mean? It was, yeah, every, absolutely. Everybody kind of was a little bit happier at the end and that kind of stuff. So that was it. So anyway, so a slide comes up, and I go, okay, cool. I'm sure it's going to be a lot about Rocky probably, which it was. You know, there was a how he started out. I didn't know a lot about him at all until I watched this documentary. It's really good. Okay. And I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was involved a little bit in the production of it, I think. But he was also being interviewed on there. Anyway, I didn't know a lot about him and his history and where he was from and all this. Cause I didn't really care. I cared about Rocky. I bought the album. I think I still have that album. The actual here. album you bought. Yeah, oh yeah. That I bought and I learned all about who did because I love the music. This is I was fairly young then, and I learned all about what what, what sound, movie soundtracks are. And it was Bill Conti is who mm-hmm. did the soundtrack, and I was in love with the music, so I had to buy the album and I'd listen to it over and over and over again. Anyway, um, so there was a big chunk on there about because that's what made him. That was his breakout. He did a bunch of other bit and parts he wrote and the stuff. script for it. Yeah, and he did a bunch of other stuff. Henry Henry Winkler. He was with Henry Winkler on some other show as kind of a sidekick. They were like they were like uh, hoodlums kind of stuff. Yeah, and then Henry Winkler went back to Hollywood. And that's when he got the Fonz role. Yeah, <clears throat> and um, can't remember what this. I'm gonna have to watch it again and how it would made him drive to Hollywood because he wanted to. He already been writing a lot, by the way. He was like he liked to write, and he kept getting turned down with that script, the the, the Rocky script for I, that too. But yeah. they didn't go too much into that. But he had other things he was writing also. He, yeah. he would rather write than be an actor. But then he st- he wrote this part, and they talked about different boxers they were going to get. And then he said, "I'm I'm going to do this. This is a part for me." Anyway, so it went into that. It just really reminded me how, and they, they talked about different scenes and how they did this. It wasn't about the movie though. It was about him, but there was enough insight on how he operated and how he. A lot of it was about his father, too, about his. His father was very abusive. He was a polo player. Like his brother said, he, he was on the way. Of, he could have been a professional polo player, and they were from a poor area, but I guess he took a shot. Somehow he got around horses, and I'm re- leaving a lot of details out, but he actually did okay. But his father played polo also, which sounds like it's very wealthy, which it kind of is. But his dad wasn't. His dad cut hair or something. It was a – Yeah. I, I can't remember how that – how would that have worked out where he didn't have a lot of money, but yet they were playing polo. I don't know. It would have taken somebody, I'm sure, that that was like, "This kid's got some talent. Let's right. see if we can promote that." Even though you know, fucking horses or so. When like he that. was young, I guess his father taught him how to play polo, but his dad was rather abusive, and he was watching uh, Sylvester play. His father was in the small bleachers at some place, and he was competing, and he was dad was kind of yelling at him to do, you know, "Don't do this, and don't pull the horse so hard that way," and. He kind of yelled, not getting yelled back. His dad goes, I, I, I know what I'm doing. And he was doing pretty well playing. And at some point, his father had enough of this and apparently ran onto the field and and grabbed Sylvester Stallone by his throat and yanked him off and threw him off the horse in front of everybody. Holy shit. And that was the last time he played for a while. And then fast forward to later in the documentary, he played again with his father when they were a little bit older. I think Sylvester Stallone was like 30 years old. It was after Rocky and that kind of stuff. And he was still very good, apparently, like Sylvester Stallone was. And his father fucking got by. Some, they, they have it on video. His father was behind him, and Sylvester Stallone was about to swipe the ball where the fuck it is. And his dad takes his club and just stabs him right in the fucking back hard as hell and then knocked him off, knocked his son off his horse. Holy shit. With his fucking polo club or the mallet, whatever the hell they're called. And it was the last time he, he played polo, and he was hurt. You could see he was hurt. And they had, like, a press conference afterwards, and his dad was there, too, and he was kind of laughing it off, but he said he was fucking hurt. And his dad did it right there. That's 
terrible. It's anyway. So he has this fucked up, you know, background, but it was really interesting to see. And he said all of his movies that he did at the end had some kind of a, a hope. And there was like a near the very end of it too, where he's explaining. He goes, I don't know. I I, I can't do sad endings or shitty endings or something like that. And he goes, he goes, uh, fucking shoot me. Or it was it, like yeah. he was really serious when he said that. And he's like eighty years old now or something like that. But he. They, they were, he was just talking about his because every ending of his movie there's there's some you know Rocky lost the first fight yeah you know, Rocky won but no one remembers that because it was it because was, he still went up he was the he, he went the he, full he, the he full did the, the distance the, yeah he went and that's the all about yeah. going the distance that was that was it's whole funny thing. you're right because every time I've seen Rocky since the first time I've been like oh shit I forgot he loses the fight yeah I you just forget because of the yeah no shit because but he, but he said it's really he, a love story it's about him and and, and Adrian, Adrian too about yeah. him and him not letting her down and 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 trying to right a wrong all this kind of shit that we all love because that's what it is because I I can't stand a terrible sad even in because there's two franchises really that were big were Rocky, Rocky and, and Rambo and Rambo and they talked yeah. about the Rambo stuff too and his other escapades and areas that just failed that just flopped. And um, he said, you learn how to, he goes, look, everybody's got their specialty. Mine was Rocky and, and Rambo. So he kept doing the Rocky. He did like, there was nine Rocky movies that were part of that whole franchise. I didn't know there were that many. Uh, yeah, there were. Include all the other. There were six Rocky movies and three Creed movies. Right. Where and he I, plays I, Rocky. I never saw any of the Creeds. People are going, oh my God. I've, I, I, and the, I, here's the shitty thing. Uh, there's now three of them that are out. They're all, all three streaming, and I've only seen the first one. But I saw the first one in the theater because I do love the Rocky movies. Wasn't the last one the one that was really pretty fucking good? They, they, Apparently, Creed 3 is the best out of all of them, and like yeah. uh, up for potentially like Academy Award for. I think it was for the uh, like best actor, like adapted screenplay or some shit like that. But like, mm-hmm. there I know cr- the first Creed movie was I was I was really blown away. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great, and it's gonna be a, like a spinoff. No, it was fucking phenomenal. The first one you said, yeah, Creed, the first okay. Creed movie. I haven't seen yeah. any of them. It was really really done. People were mad at me that well. I know, kind of like you would be there. So you haven't seen any of the. I said no after Rocky one and two and whatever it was. I said I just kind of I stopped watching them. They went no, dude. You All, gotta I mean, go. I I felt like some of the Rocky movies were they were a little cheese ball, but they always had really a good. There was always a cool message. Yeah. Uh, is it Rocky three? That's what the is, is three that Mr. With, T? The, with the. Rocky twos with Apollo second Apollo Creed fight. Okay, then Mr. T is three. Then, then four the is T. the Russian. Yeah, I think so. That's uh, yeah. Was and he got good. hurt with that fucker. Did you hear about yes. that? I didn't know. Yes. He got really like they had a priest or a nun in there. Yeah, they like, thought he was gonna he, die. He, he was almost getting like last rites. Like he was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I'd, I'd forgotten about that or something. But he got fucked. And up. Dolph Lundgren's not one to be messed with because he is really fucking gigantic. Yeah. Like the, yeah. that that's something that I think somebody told me. I think actually it might have been Rogan that was talking about it. He goes those two would never be in a heavyweight fight. There's right. no fucking way that Sylvester Stallone it, it, that like Rocky at his size would have been in the heavyweight. They would never ever have those two they guys in the, because there's What what did what's the actor's name? Or the Dolph, the, Dolph Lundgren. And he's actually uh, what what is he in real life? He's a He was a Rhodes scholar. Uh he's a chemical engineer by trade. Like is he that, really? He oh, and I actually just saw this on a, a an interview with him literally in the past 2 days. No. Okay. No. So his dad, uh, he, he was raised in is he Danish? Den from Denmark? I can't. Maybe Sweden. Either way, when he it came time part of the master go, race, uh, very much so. <laughs> it looks like it. He, uh, his dad, his mom and dad decided. You know, well, you, you've, uh, you're, a, is it Rhodes? It's either a Rhodes scholar. Or it's the other something scholar. Dusty Rhodes, not Dusty Rhodes scholar. <laughs> 
Dusty Rhodes scholar. Anyway, um, his dad was a chemical engineer. And oh, the, his dad the, wanted the, him uh, to be a chemical engineer. The British term, I think I know what you're talking about. Is that what it is? There's a Rhodes Scholar, then there's I don't, the... Uh, I don't know. Okay, wait, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So uh, he was sent to... And I, this is fresh in my mind because it's like literally in the past two days that I was watched an interview with him. And somebody asked him, like, you you know, you're, you weren't going to be an actor by trade. He goes, no, my dad was a chemical engineer, so he wanted me to be a chemical engineer and, mm-hmm. you know, do that. And so I did really well in school in, in, you know, in my home country and then was able to go to, uh, I want to say it was MIT. Yeah. MIT. Mm-hmm. But once he graduated from MIT and was done with that, he stayed in the States for like a couple of years and started getting acting roles and was lying to his parents <laughs> and saying that he was working as a chemical engineer in the LA area. So he did. So a he bunch wanted of, to act. He wanted to be I an actor. He wanted to be an actor cause he had fun doing that. Like that was his like, uh, electives that he did at MIT was it was was drama. It turns out he was actually pretty good at it. But I thought he was actually an athlete because he looks like a fucking athlete. Well, he was also an it was also an uh, just athletic anyway. Like okay. that's that he did that, and so he got a few little bit roles and whatnot. And it actually turns out his dad ended up seeing. I think it was either a commercial or a TV show that he was on mm-hmm. that was dubbed in whatever. I think he's I think he's Swedish mm-hmm. in Sweden, and then called his dad and or his dad called him and goes, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> And he had to tell him, like, I really like doing this. I did what you told me to do, and I really hate. I just don't have that in me to do that. And then he became an actor. But apparently, like, he started a chemical engineering company, and that's, like, been – because he, you know, went a couple decades without any – or maybe a decade or more without any actual roles. Yeah, he just did this – that's what he's known for is the Rocky. Is Rocky. Well, he also – he was Rocky and – Oh, yeah, uh, there was – he was a bad guy in some – wasn't he a a villain kind of person in some – what am I thinking of? Maybe it's not him. Uh, he was in. Um, it was filmed around here, man. God damn it! I know people that were in it. Like I and I can see my uh, 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 Universal Soldier. Okay. He was in Universal, like the, right. like three Universal Soldier movies. But he wasn't the bad guy in those. He was a bad guy in there. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was one of the guys hunting down Jean Claude Van Damme. Okay, got it. So there, the and and then a handful of other. He was usually kind of a bad guy because he just looks like the, sure. the bad guy. Which like like sucks because fucking... he's very well spoken and very sweet and very kind and mm-hmm. like in this interview, brief little clip of an interview that I saw with him, he he said, "Thank you so much for 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 talking with me and asking me these questions. I, I don't get asked these very often. I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> this is ultra polite, yeah, very polite. It's fucking six foot four, two seventy of nothing but muscle. So I think he got hurt because I th- I do remember seeing stuff about the earlier Rocky movies when Sylvester was saying I want to make it look. So a lot of them he wasn't getting hit, but sometimes he wanted to." Be hit. Just like make it look. It like look was, you have to make it look real. And he was telling him, he goes, "You gotta. It's gotta look fucking real." And he so he just laid into him a few times. And he kept him to go hard. I think he told him harder at some point and just, bam, right in the heart. Basically, he fucking fucking ruined his heart or something. That, or <laughs> some, there was something about I think Sylvester he, Stallone's heart that he did to it. Oh my god, like that's it, it was. I don't know. You have to. It's look a little it bit much. A little bit much. Yeah. Sly. And they had um, the family all came in. They were very worried about him. But anyway, it was something else about his. Oh, he talked about his scar, like when he was very young, or maybe was born with a problem. That's why his. his That's why his mouth is it's droopy not doing on one purpose, side. You know, it's no, it's it's, it's, it's there's a thing wrong with with yeah. him on the face. I think I remember reading that somewhere that it had something to do with uh, like nerve damage. Yeah, from like it was he, he was, was like afflicted with like essentially like a mild form of Bell's palsy forever. Yeah. And it'll never, uh, it'll never like function again. Like there's nothing you can do. I think there was one scene in there. If you remember the scene with, with uh, in the movie Rocky, first one where he's on the ice skating rink and no one else is mm-hmm. there. I think if I heard it correctly, that they 
there was like 300 extras or something, and they had a budget cut. You didn't say a budget cut, but they said, yeah, they all walked off or something. So it was going to be like a full rink, and they were going to have the same conversation to full rink, and they went, and they were going to be shooting. That was it. And he went, fuck it. We'll just improvise. The rink is closed, and we're gonna, I'm going to pay the guy 20 bucks, and we're going to be on the rink by ourselves. I'm like, that's really cool. That's I like the improv that ended yeah. up making that scene it way really way did. more powerful because there's nobody else around. Yeah. So and there was also a like the scene. Like, remember when uh, who was his uh, the older uh, coach or manager guy that came, oh Polly yeah the or 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 not uh, or, yeah not Polly the, no, the, um, the the boxing guy the the Bur- Burgess Meredith yeah the, uh, uh, Mickey Mickey Mick yeah, Mick Mick. Mick cut me Mick um when Mick came to his apartment to try to talk him into because he was he had this shot. And Mick went to there and said, I, I can help you, Rock. And he was, and Rocky got pissed off at him. Fuck you. You were never there for me. And now you want to help me out. You remember that scene yeah, at yeah, all? Yeah, I do. And then Mick just kind of walks away and goes down the stairs. And, and Rocky's still yelling at him from up in his apartment. And, and Mick is walking down the dark road, you know, the street where he is. And then, and then that's all you see is him walking in the street light. Mick is going away, but then the door opens. Um, and you don't know what he's going to do. He's going to yell at him from the, from the front door, from the screen door, or he's gonna, and, he, and he jogs over to him, and and then he puts his arm, you know, puts his arm around him and talks to him, and then he comes back to the. He goes, "That's what I like to see about these movies." He goes, "He goes, no one knew where it was gonna go until that point, and he was telling him to go fuck himself, but at that point, you knew he was gonna bring him in, yeah, for that bit of hope." He goes, "I like to give a little bit of hope for all these things," and then again, I think that was maybe the last thing that he said in the whole thing was, "He goes, I, I, I have to have it be." At the very end of all movies, had to have some glimmer of hope where somebody goes, "Shoot me, I, I can't do," or some, you know, "Shoot me, I'm." That, that's all I got. That's, yeah, that's all I can do. I think that's great, though. Yeah. I, I'm glad that he does it. Now that I think about it, yeah, there's every single, every single movie that he's ever done. Uh, the, 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 at least it's been part of a, like a either a bigger franchise or like like he. I think he wrote the screenplay for Cliffhanger, which is yeah. I don't know why. Call it just a good memory or something like that. My dad was back in Ohio visiting me. I don't even think they talked about Cliffhanger the at all. I don't think it came up in it's this It's too bad because it was a big budget movie. It was yeah. a huge budget uh, action movie with some power players in it, but like he, I don't know, like he learned to like rock climb and shit for right. it, so he didn't have any, there was, the only stunt people were for everybody else, and he did his own stunts like, like a uh, Tom Cruise type of thing. Arnold Schwarzenegger was. T- it was funny watching Arnold because at different times they, he would talk about him and they were they were you know friends and he goes oh, for a while there it was like uh, how big can you get which guy either him or me is going to have the biggest gun in one arm and shoot it <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. That's so funny because it's it, true though. And they had all these quick little scenes of Arnold's you know bronze body and shooting this machine gun and then flamethrowers got to Stallone and do you remember the movie <laughs> Last Action Hero? Yes, yeah. Do you remember the scene where they walk into like the like the video store and they walk past this cardboard cutout and it's I th- yes. the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a universe where Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't exist. He's this guy that's the that <laughs> that is a cop, right? Yeah, yeah. And they walk past this cardboard cutout, and the guy's like Terminator, starring Sylvester Stallone, and it's and it's just it, it's the Terminator body with Sylvester Stallone's face on it. I've always thought of any movie prop that I could have, other than like maybe an actual lightsaber used in a, in a Star Wars movie. I would love to have that cardboard cutout, right, like right. just sitting in the corner somewhere, just because there's only one of them in existence, and it's not real, it's totally fake. But mm-hmm. anyway, but that's 
But you, he, Schwarzenegger's right. It's like they went back and forth. They did. I, I didn't really thought about it until he said, this is what it, it was. I went, God damn, that's exactly what it was for those few years. I just, I, I like the early, early era, like not early era, but like knowing the, the struggles that, 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 that Sylvester Stallone had. And then having to something, something to the effect of like, once he got his first paycheck for Rocky or got like they purchased this or got funding to do it. His the first like I think he spent like fifty dollars to buy his dog back from a guy that he sold it to. Yeah, exactly. He sold his fucking dog. Yeah, that big monster dog. That, that yeah. Was, I think that's the, I think uh, uh, Butkus was his. Oh yeah. And that was the yeah. dog that he had in the in the Rocky movie. Yes. But he he came there to Hollywood with I think he said his wife and his dog, and he called Henry Winkler, and he found a shitty hotel for three days and a piece of crap. He said it was a, it was a piece of crap uh, a house. He ended up renting or they it was terrible. He said he goes. It was about one block over from Balboa Street. Mm-hmm. That's where Rocky Balboa. That's where oh, the name Balboa okay. for Rocky Balboa. I didn't know that. All right, these are fun little cool things they're having. But it was, it was. A, that's my recommendation for the week, folks. Get Netflix. Watch the uh, yeah. Go watch Sly. The documentary Sly. And again, I'm not a, I'm a fan of his because he helped me survive in a way. When my parents were getting divorced, you should reach I, out to him. You should like send. I send thought his, about. That. I thought send about this people an email or a handwritten said, letter. Just or something. let you just, know. Just, hey man, I just want to let you know. Like I watched Sly. And it reminded I, and me of all these these this time in my life, and it was just it really it did mean something. It'd be kind of funny if he sent you a letter back with like thirty bucks to pay you back for all the like. <laughs> he's like, give this to your folks yeah. <laughs> to pay him back for all the fucking money you. It spent. was it was so I was glad to again I was glad to I I respect him more even now and of course a lot of people had a hard hard uh, uh, childhood but God hearing those couple stories I'm like God what a fucking dick and that's what was done in front of other people yeah yeah like, God. Anyway, but he, if that's again what drives some people too. Maybe it's like yeah. I'm not gonna ever collect. You know, I'm gonna keep working and working hard and and fight these little demons. You know that kind of thing. So I'm sure you'll watch it now, right, Joe? Uh, I am. Not tonight. Yeah. But yeah, it's I have late. a very early morning. So is that it? Are we done? I think that's it. All right. All right, folks. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>